You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to episode 15 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. And in a change to our normal running order, uh, I'm delighted to welcome uh, onto the line, it's none other than Kerry Miller, of course, the Western League's press secretary. Kerry, thank you very much for stepping in. Um, no problem. Stepping into the breach. And um, hopefully normal service will be uh, resumed with Tom Hiscott next week. But um, did, you, uh, did, you have a good, did you have a good weekend of football watching? Um, well, yes, I did, um, and in the main because I was at Exmouth when um, Cambridge Heath came from behind with an incredible victory down at uh, um, Southern Road. It, it was a tremendous game on what was actually a very poor pitch, but I understand it's it's uh, in the process of being sorted out. But with the awful weather as well, we didn't expect much, but we got plenty, and. Um, because uh, Heath went 2-0 up very early uh, in, in sort of inside around 20 minutes and um, Sasha Tong and George Boone scored to make it 2-0. But uh, Exmouth came back just before half-time with two in about three minutes to equalise. And then just after half-time, the remarkably named Ace High scored his second goal um, to put Exmouth 3-2 up. And at that point, Heath looked pretty much dead and gone. Um, but they, they rallied, they got it together, and then a couple of minutes from the end, Matt Huxley equalised with what looked like some kind of overhead kick. And then deep into injury time, somehow they scrambled a winner, which caused absolute bedlam with the uh, travelling support behind the goal. And um, and it was a, a tremendous win, and uh, they've been uh, given a home tie um, in the next round as, as um, a very welcome bonus. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a look at that. Um, we'll have a look at that FA Vars draw um, coming up soon. Um, on this week's podcast, we've got interviews with Bradford Town Manager Wayne Thorne and also we hear again from Wells City's Nathan Truckle. Uh, but, of course, we start off um, by having a look back on those fixtures on Saturday, the 3rd of November. It was the FA Vars second round. Um, Kerry's already talked us through the, the Exmouth-Cadbury game, but we'll, 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 let's kick off in Brockenhurst, where um, Bradford Town had a really impressive win, Kerry. Well, it was um, since Wayne Thorne has, has come in, they've certainly turned things, he's certainly turned things around. I, I saw them a couple of weeks ago at Corsham, and they looked very good. And um, I didn't expect such a straightforward victory of Brockenhurst, um, who are Wessex League Premier Division, um, the same level as uh, as Town. But uh, it was a four 0 victory. And um, after the after the bloodshed of the previous round for Western League sides, it, it was um, more than a pleasure to see four out of the five get through. And uh, their four 0 win was was the biggest of the lot. Yeah, it was a great way to start our um, our coverage of the FA Vars, and um, and of course, as I said just now, Wayne Thorne um, is our is our first interview uh, on this week's podcast. And I started up by asking Wayne how much he knew about Brockenhurst before the game. Funny enough, the chairman uh, spoke to me on the Tuesday and said, "Was we going to have a look at them?" Um, he volunteered to go down and do a bit of homework for us, which was great. Um, we trained on the Wednesday, so we got kind of a lowdown on on Brockness, um a couple of days before the game, and we worked on what they were good at, what they were what, what they not so good at. And um, yeah, thanks to the chairman, he'd done the homework for us. Well, he'd certainly done a very good job because it was a comprehensive four 0 win. I mean, was the match as sort of routine as uh, the scoreline would suggest? 
Yeah, don't don't tell the chairman he he done well at that. But um, <laughs> no, no, we it was kind of a 50-50 first twenty minutes. You know, both teams had had a good start. Um, both had chances. Um, we got ourselves in the lead, and and after that, really, we took control of the game. So um, no, it was a great great performance, great victory, and um, we move on now. Yeah, well, Bradford have got a very good um, pedigree in the Vars in in recent years. Is this something you're c- uh, keen to continue this season, or would you prefer to focus on the league? Obviously, um, you know, a Vars run in any in any team is is a great run financially for any club at this level. Um, it's it's a great prestige for the for the for the club. You know, can play at Wembley in the final. The fans get on on board on it, and, and you know, we took forty five fifty people supporters on Saturday. So, you know, it is growing all the time, and um, the long you know longer that we go deeper into the competition, the more more that we can attract. So, listen, let's get ourselves into. The last 64 now, let's let's win that one, uh, get into the Vars after Christmas, and then, you know, if you get into the last 32, 16, it's anybody. So, you know, we, we're just going to take one game at a time, a bit of a cliche, we know, but we're going to take one game at a time and then just keep moving on from there. Well, the next game for you in the competition is at home to Baffin's Milton Rovers. Um, was the home draw key for you? To be fair, I've had one game at home in, in five since I've been at the club, um, and we're unbeaten, so... Financially, yes, for the club, it's great to have a home tie. But, you know, we're decent away at home at the minute as well, and we've tightened things up defensively. Um, but I think nobody would have fancied picking us out of the draw. We've got a home tie, so we've got to make sure that we take advantage of that now. I mean, you've, you've rather stolen my, my thunder, actually, with that, with that answer, because I was going to say, you haven't, you, you're, you're, let to, you're yet to lose a match since you, since you took over. Obviously, you've been with the club... Um, since mid October, I mean, was the yeah. qu- was the quality of the squad when you when you looked at taking the role at, at Bradford? Was the quality of the squad something that sort of encouraged you to to uh, to, to sign up? Yeah, me, myself and the management team that that's come with me over to Bradford. We we kind of looked at two games before um, we took the role. Um, there was a conversation with the chairman that we needed to bring players in, um, but ever since we did. You know, have took the job. The players have raised their game massively, and you know that certain number that we needed to bring in isn't that number now. So, you know, that's credit to the players that they want to learn. They're listening to everything that we're trying to say, and they're working very hard. So, yes, along the way, we need to bring in a little bit more quality uh, once once we're ready to get promoted um, and challenge to you know the bigger bigger teams in the league. Um, that's something that me and my chairman will will have to talk about, but. I'm happy with what we got at the minute, and they're working very hard, and they're keeping their places. So, well, long may that continue, really. Well, talking about some of the bigger teams in the division, one of the games that you've um, been in charge for was that away game at Willand. Now, you got a draw there. That was a really impressive result. We were outstanding that day, and you know we had four first teamers missing. Um, the lads that have been waiting on the sidelines, waiting to play, they they come in and done an excellent job for us. Um, and, you know, Willow and Equalise with 10 minutes to go. Again, we had another chance to win the game. We didn't capitalise on that. But if somebody would have said on a Friday or Saturday morning, you know, you'd take a draw at Willow you would have done that. But looking back, it was, uh, you know, it was probably two points dropped, which, is, which shows how far and, and you know, how far we've come in a short period of time, really. Now, um, you've got Plymouth Parkway coming up this Saturday. Um, that's yep. that's away. I mean, their their home ground for the last couple of seasons has been a real fortress. But that yep. fortress was breached recently by Brislington. So, are you yes. confident you can get something out of the game? Definitely. Um, we're going to go there full of confidence. Um, we're going to go there and attack and, and do what we're good at. Uh, I think Clevedon went there a few weeks ago and beat them as well. So, 
Listen, we'll go there with no fear, uh, and we'll take anybody out in a minute, and we'll go there with good, um, like so, good spirits, and we'll, we'll have a right go at them. Now, finally, Wayne, um, before we, uh, before I, uh, I gave you a ring today, I obviously had a little bit of a look back at uh, your um, your career highlights, and uh, of course, yep. you were promoted from the Western League with Larkhall. So, g- given the success that you've enjoyed in the Western League, is promotion very much your remit um, with Bradford Town? That's why I took the job. Um, the chairman and the vice chairman in the interview matched my ambition. I've come here to listen. We're going to go as far as we can this year. It might not be this year, but my job as the manager of Bradford is to get this club in the Southern League, and um, we'll do everything that we can to make sure that happens. And my thanks to Wayne for his time. Now then, Kerry, when when we were previewing the matches last week on the podcast, um, we were talking about how Cheddar. Um, we thought Cheddar. Well, we were we were talking up Cheddar's chances uh, against St Austell. Yeah. St Austell, of course, had put um, Parkway to the sword um, in the previous round. So, I mean, I must be honest with you. I wasn't holding out much hope, but I, I was, um, I, you know, I was very disappointed to see the final result because they did get they gave it a real go, didn't they? Well, it certainly did, and um, with with the various Adams up front that, that have been scoring plenty of goals um, for them in recent weeks. Uh, there was always the chance of an upset, and um, unfortunately, it was um, it ended two one uh, to St Austell. As, as you say, they thrashed Parkway six nil or six one in the previous round. Um, but uh, Cheddar can take comfort. There was um, getting on for two hundred there on the day, and um, they've uh, they certainly did themselves proud. But unfortunately, they they were the only side out of the fives that uh, didn't make it through. Well, we've had a chat about Exmouth and, and Cadbury Heath, so the next game um, to look back on is Cribs' trip to the Isle of Wight. Mm. Well, Newport Isle of Wight um, are sort of a bit fallen giants at the moment. They, they as, as I'm sure you know, they're ex-Southern League, um, but they're now in Division 1 of the Wessex, and they're only halfway up that, and um, with all the attendant grief of them possibly losing their ground in, at the end of the season, um, they seem to be a club sort of treading water and um, Cribs went across there and um, came away with an excellent 2-0 victory. Again, it was um, it was well fought. Uh, Cribs are a division above them as far as the level's concerned, but nevertheless, just getting down to Southampton, getting across on the ferry and then getting up to the middle of the island is no mean feat. Um, so it looks like they, they, made, uh, they made a good weekend of it and came away with a 2-0 win. Yeah, excellent stuff. Uh, excellent stuff from Cribs. And finally, the last side in action was Will and Rovers. They had a home tie, but this against very stiff, off, uh, stiff opposition. Tavistock are, are a team that come with a big reputation, Kerry. Well, they do, because they've won all by one of their league games so far this year. They, they won the league two years ago, um, the, the Peninsula League. And, and um, they went to Willand for the, the Devon Derby, which, which was the, the standout game, I think, of, of uh, in the whole of the south of England. Um, and uh, it uh, it went right down to the wire, and, and Willand scored a very late winner. And um, it, it was one of those games, I understand, that could have gone either way, uh, but um, Willand have done well in the Cups in, in recent seasons. And to see off Tavistock is no mean feat. Um, and so uh, they they also get through to the third round and, and look forward to it. Well, can you um, run us through the ties that, have, um, that our clubs are going to be involved with in the third round? We've got four teams left, uh, and let's be perfectly honest, it didn't look as though that was going to happen. 
just a couple of weeks ago because, um, you know, in the first round, it was absolute chaos. Um, but uh, luckily, we seem to have regrouped um, as a league and we got four through, which is always good news. Um, it's December the 1st, is a, is a Saturday. Um, Bradford Town, Wayne Thorne's team um, have got a home tie with Baffin's Milton Rovers. Now, they, are, they come from Portsmouth. Um, they are in the Wessex League Prem. Uh, they come with a very fierce reputation, as most teams do from Portsmouth, as well as you know. Um, <laughs> no comment. And, <laughs> and they will they will give Bradford uh, a game. But um, judging by the uh, judging by the situation at the club at the moment, I and, and the fact that they did so well last year as well, um, I'm looking for Bradford to get through to the fourth round with that one. Well, Cadbury Heath, they um, have got St Austell which is a, a tad disappointing um, that uh, the, the Peninsula and the Western League sides should be crammed together, but unfortunately they are in the, the other three ties. But uh, Cabrini has got home advantage. Um, we, we've spoken about St Austell. They are strong. Um, they're, they are doughty fighters. But again, it could go either way. It depends what the weather's like on December the 1st. Um, there should be a good crowd at Cabrini Heath at Springfield. Um, and uh, again, I'm, I'm looking for a positive, a positive result there. Yeah, we we owe St Austell one, don't we? So um... well, I think we do. We we owe the Peninsula as league several. Um, the possibly the most difficult tie, unfortunately, is Cribs. They've been given an away tie at Salt Ash, um, which is just over the border in Cornwall, and uh, at the Kimberley Stadium, Salt Ash again. They are a strong side in the Peninsula. Um, Cribs, um, they will they will be buoyed by the fact they had such a good result at Newport. Um, I would like I would like to think that they can come away with something if if not if only a draw. Uh, but that's going to be a tough one for the Bristol side, um, which leaves the last one and um, a very tasty one again at uh, Silver Street. Willand have again been given home advantage and they play Bodmin, uh, and uh, that should attract a very big crowd. Bodmin um, are very well known as, as having won uh, the Southwest uh, Southwestern League and the Peninsula League um, many times. Uh, they got uh, their cup exploits up in Bristol, um, are well known. Um, they will come to Willand. And uh, I think that may be the one I will be at. Um, that's. I don't think I can resist that one. That, that looks very tasty indeed. Excellent stuff. Well, I'm sure we'll speak to you nearer the time um, to preview those um, uh, those matches um, when they're when they're coming over the horizon. But we'll, we'll reflect now. We'll turn back to uh, the yep. Tool Station Western League Premier Division, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll start off our review of um, uh, some of Saturday's fixtures with uh, with a tri- with Bridgewater Town's trip to Brislington. Um, yes. Well. Bridgewater are having a tremendous season and, and they're surprising a lot of people. Um, but with very potent forward line that they've got, it's it's not really surprising that uh, you know that they are currently at the top, although uh, Westbury have games in hand. But they went on Saturday, they went up um, and uh, to Brislington and um, I understand that it was an injury time goal from leading scorer Jack uh, Taylor. That uh, brought back the three points. 
Yeah, Brislington's not an easy place to go. Um, no, it's a uh, very difficult team to beat, particularly on their day. So, um, yeah. you know, I think those, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing about winning a championship, isn't it, Kerry? You know, it's not always the, the headline. You know, when, when things are going well and you're knocking in four or five, that's great. But sometimes you've just got to find a way to win against those difficult teams. Well, you are. I mean, at the moment, um, it, it, as Bridgewater showed um, the other day when they drew four each at home, uh, I think it was a Roman glass. They're always going to score goals, but they're going to let them in. So, and uh, so it's hardly surprising that their their gates are up around the two hundred mark because mm. they're very worth well worth watching at the moment. Um, meanwhile, uh, Shepton Mallet have come into some um, some good form recently after a poor start, um, and they were at home to Chipping Sudbury, and um, James Billing was amongst the goals again uh, as they comfortably won four nil. At, uh, at West Shepton and there was uh, a victory uh, pretty straightforward uh, for Odd Down as well when they went up to Shortwood who sadly have lost every game so far and uh, Odd Down won 4-1 One other match that we would like to talk about but we can't because um, it was abandoned that was Roman Glass against Plymouth Parkway Yes, that's very unfortunate for, for everyone concerned, and especially Parkway, who've now got to lug all the way back up the M5 again to, to um, Armsbury, uh, because um, although they were 1-0 down, um, 65 minutes came, and when the referee asked for the lights to be turned on, um, it's understood that there was nobody there that could actually turn them on. Um, and so uh, it was abandoned. Um, and they all went back to Plymouth. All very disappointing, and, and uh, we can't really make any more comments unless we uh, until we know exactly what the story was. Yeah. But um, nevertheless, they will have to go back to um, Armsbury at some point and uh, play that one again. Yeah, I think that that's not that's not the uh, the first game that's been abandoned, is it, for um, a problem with floodlights this season? Well, there was there was a postponement on uh, Les Phillips Cup postponement at Wincanton last week. Yeah. Um, when the lights failed to come on, meaning that I think it was Corsham had to go home empty-handed. Uh, but that seems to have resolved itself because they played last night and there was not there was no problem there. Uh, of course, we had an abandonment um, uh, last week when there was a sad uh, um, injury mm. to a Cleveland player, which meant that the Les Phillips tie was uh, abandoned and that's going to be replayed tonight uh, weather permitting uh, that's where I'll be if, if it's still on OK well I hope that um, we'll have to look into that I think on future podcasts just to make sure that the player is um, uh, hopefully has made, a, has made a good recovery from that because obviously yeah. a very serious matter and, uh, and of course the other moral that we must take from this this is that always always check your floodlights because um, exactly. we do like exactly. getting these games on anyway particularly now of course the clocks have changed anyway that's a completely yeah. different discussion for another time and probably not for the Tools Asian Western League podcast Boss we need some supplies for tomorrow oh what's that? It's the helping hand from Tool Station but it's uh... a hand yes it's showing me around the Tool Station website nice yeah I've selected paints cables sealant and plumbing fittings I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get out of the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect another helping hand from Tool Station, your best mate for the job. Um, what, what is for us uh, is the first division and a massive win for Chard Town. Well, yes, I, I had, uh, I had uh, 
couple of Chartown people contact me to say, is this the biggest ever away win in the um, the Western League? As they, they won 9-1 at Bristol Telephones. I can't verify that at the moment, but um, it's, certainly, it's certainly got to be up there. And um, it was a tremendous win, especially after they, they uh, lost in the Premier Cup um, in the week. Um, or sorry, the Les Phillips Cup in the week. But Bristol Telephones are struggling and um, they had uh, a whole raft of suspensions and uh, signed some new players on, on the day. But uh, the new management um, up there is, um, has got some work to do and uh, Char took full advantage um, to win 9-1. Another big uh, win was for Bishop Sutton, who won 6-1 at Longwell Green, which was a real surprise. Uh, given that um, last night, Longwell Green beat Wells 5-4 on the same ground. Um, so that uh, just goes to show what can happen one week or uh, three days later can be completely reversed. Um, other matches on the day, Devizes uh, easily beat Portishead at the Bristol Road Ground 5-0. And uh, Welton Rovers had a good uh, win at Sherbourne 2-1 to, to keep up uh, their chase for... Uh, for the title, and um, Canesham Town won at Warminster uh, 3-1. Canesham, who started uh, pretty poorly this season, but uh, are just beginning to come, go through the gears. Yeah, they and, are. Uh, yeah, and, and they are going to be up there uh, in the fight um, towards the end of the season. Well, one other match that caught my eye was the game between Corsham Town and Wells City. This was um, this was played on um, on Saturday, of course, and uh, as as Kerry's just alluded to, um, Wells were in action again last night against Longwell Green Sports in a game that, of course, last season would have been a Premier um, Division tie. But um, uh, but for now, Wells find themselves in the First Division, and I had a, a chance to have a, another chat this season. My second conversation with Nathan Truckle, their manager, um, to have a chat with him about that uh, that win at Caution. But of course, we we had to start really with last night's nine-goal thriller at Longwell Green. It's just one of those games where um, it's a learning curve for for our sort of young younger squad. We've gone up there in rough conditions on a Tuesday night away from home, and obviously we, we we've had a quite a few games now in the last couple of weeks a few midweeks put in um, I think it just caught up with us um, and in all honesty we were out battled um, and outplayed last night and Longwell fully deserved their 5-4 win uh, but yeah definitely um, worth the money for anyone that did come and watch there was a few numbers up there so it is good for a good advocate for Western League Division 1 football well of course because last season this was a, a Western League Premier Division football H- how much do you think the two sides have changed since they last met uh, a lot, yeah. There's uh, there was big changes. I think both setups. Having sport, spoken to the Longwell managers last night as well, um, you can see that they've sort of torn a torn apart their sort of form book from last year, ripped everything up, and they've started from new. Um, exactly the same as what we've done. We've just looked to um, obviously start again, lay some solid foundations, bring sort of local players into the fold and just have young, hungry players who want to play for Wells and they've done the same at Longwell. They just, they've got players in that are committed and want to play football for their local team um, and strive for success for their local team. Um, and it showed last night, as we, you know, as we know, it was an entertaining game. Um, but like I said, unfortunately, uh, it didn't favour us and it dropped points looking at it on the table. We could, have, uh, we could have been right up there in the mix, joined top of the league and we failed to take that opportunity last night. Well, let's let's not worry about 
last night. Let's look at your last win. Of course, you, you were away at the weekend against a Corsham side that's also battling at the top of the table. Um, uh, and, um, and, and you know, you, you, that was a good 3-2 win for you at the weekend. It was, yeah, very good. Yeah, well-deserved, that one. Um, it was two sort of sides of the coin, the sort of last night's performance. And then if you go back to the Saturday one, it was two different performances completely from the team. Um, Saturday... Um, obviously away to Corsham. They haven't lost a home in the league this season, so it's going to be a tough ask going up there anyway. Um, but yeah, we went 2 and up, thoroughly deserved. Then they caught us with two good, well-worked goals, pegged us back to two all with a quarter of an hour left to go. Then we managed to score from a set-piece, James Bayliss header with about eight minutes remaining. And yeah, held out then for a 3-2 win, which was you know a massive boost to the lads, because um, as you've just mentioned, they are right up there and there they're in the mix that we find ourselves in so it was it was a big three points um just a shame like i said i don't want to keep going back onto the negative of last night but it's a shame we can build on from that um and get another three points and really put us up in that top three bracket but it's, it's still early on in the season we know we're gonna find a few more surprises and hiccups along the way because it is western league football um and we've just got to try and get back to that run that we had before see if we can replicate that and uh, and you know go on a nice unbeaten run again build it up into the christmas run in yeah, the, the first division table at the top of the table is entertainingly congested, I think would be best described at the moment. You find yourselves in sixth, you're only three points off the top. Are you happy with your team's start this season? Yeah, definitely. Um, going back to the first few games of the season where we didn't do ourselves any justice at all um, and obviously losing the first couple of league games, we sort of gave ourselves a bit more of a mountain to climb. But having gone on from that... I'd say from the 1st of September, our defeat to Welton, we've gone on a, I think it's an eight-match unbeaten run in the league and obviously picked up some good victories. Um, sort of, you know, picked up a good point away to charge, beat Caution. Um, and obviously, yeah, we've pushed ourselves right back up into that sort of top six bracket now. Um, and in previous podcasts with yourself, our target was sort of seventh or eighth um, going forward, you know, just sort of consolidate mid-table sort of thing so now we find ourselves up in that top six bracket it's, it's a bonus if anything um, but now we find ourselves there we, uh, we're we hungry for that we've got the taste of it and we want to sort of kick on again and see what lies ahead of us you know like I said get this um, get the next couple of months out of the way looking into the turn of the year and see where we find ourselves well, you've, you've managed to successfully answer my next three questions with, with that answer, so, con- so congratulations. Obviously, you came down last season, but, but what were the expectations in terms of uh, the club? Did, was, there, w- was there pressure on you and the squad for an immediate return to the, to the Premier Division, or were you given the licence to rebuild the club? Uh, no, no pressure at all to get back straight back up. Um, that we we uh, we were never sort of had that in the thinking to be honest. Our, our plan was for the last couple of years there had been a decline, not just in the first team at Wells. We got we we play with three senior teams, so it was a case of rebuilding the entire sort of um, club. Um, so we knew we were going to just really this season was just trying to stop the rot because we were going on that decline. Um, relegation for us was the final nail in the coffin um, and then we wanted to use that as a platform now to rebuild what we've got and like I said not just the first team but the reserves and the A team sort of build us back up just get that real good local base in get players who want to play for the club um, and then kick on from there um, and we have just been very fortunate with a level of commitment and the talent we have managed to bring in um, we are currently I'd say slightly above the expectation we had set ourselves um, but yeah 
we just need to kick on again, like I keep saying. It's, there's no point staying where we are now. We need to go back onto a, a good run and see if we can kick on and uh, try and push the top four, really. Now, you've, you've alluded, I think, to the, sort of the, the, the fixtures coming up, but you've got four consecutive home games. How important is it for you to turn the athletic ground into a fortress this season? Oh, it's massive. Uh, I think in any standard of football, it is, it's a, an old cliche. If you can pick up the odd point or three points away from home, uh, but you can dominate at your home ground, then you're going to be up there come the end of the season. And it, that's at every level you get that. Um, and, yeah, start of the season... Uh, teams, I think, came to Wells because it is a lovely setup. They came, they come down, and they go, "Cool, this is a nice pitch. It's a nice setup." Uh, and you know, we've been too welcoming to teams. Um, but recently, we have picked up some results at home, um, and it has started to become, I hate to use the term, but a little bit more of a fortress for for us. Um, and yeah, for me, that, that's the big one now. Like you said, four home games, um, tough home games. But if we can pick up a few points here. Um, and, and try and avoid defeat, really, if we pick up the odd point, because we have got, you know, the Canesham's, Khans coming down as well. It's going to be very, very tough games if we can get anything from them and then, you know, look to pick up a few more points from the Oldlands and Sherborns, then, uh, then we'll be very happy with that. And, I mean, finally, part of that process of turning the athletic ground into a fortress is obviously going to be maintaining, a, you know, a good level of support. And um, I think that's one of the things I've noticed... You know, it's uh, obviously last season was difficult for the club, but this season you've started very, very well indeed. It would be good to see a few more um, on the gate, wouldn't it? Definitely, yeah. Um, I think it goes for all non-league sort of football teams. Everyone has the same sort of desire to get people in the gate, and you know, it, it's it's not only good for the club, but it is good for the players on on match day. If you get I don't know, near 100 people watching at this level of football, it, it does give you that extra boost at home. Um, and, you know, you, you play not only for the club, you're playing for the supporters then. Um, and it is massive. Um, it has improved this season, definitely. Um, but it is a slow burner. We knew that from last year. With all the disappointment, it, it's going to take a while to sort of regain supporters' trust, if you like. Um, and they have to come down and see it and hopefully enjoy it. Um, you know, we do. We, we keep putting it out there. We want as many people as we can supporting us. Um, like I said, we have got a new group of players. We're all local. Um, that's management included. Um, and we just want to see some of the old faces back and new faces. You know, it's, it's a really, really, really good club. Really good setup. Um, very welcoming. And, uh, yeah, the more the merrier for us here. And we hope we do start to see a few more faces turn up. And my thanks to Nathan for his time. Now then, Kerry, um, if yeah. we if we have a look ahead um, at the yeah. fixtures coming up this uh, this week, we've got plenty of um, plenty of uh, Les Phillips Cup action, and uh, there's a Wiltshire Senior Cup game uh, on Friday night as well. Um, but um, the, the the meet and drink starts on Saturday the 10th of November, and a mouth watering tie between Buckland Athletic and Bitten. Yeah, that's um, and Buckland have also um, gone through some changes, as as has been well documented. Uh, Bitten are still up there, and um, they uh, they will go to Buckland um, looking for a result there. Um, it's that could attract a good crowd. Um, two sides that uh, can score goals, can play some good football, and um, it, that's one to savour. Um, the the night before, very briefly, um, Friday night football, which is something that I've been um, banging on about for months. Uh, well, if you've seen your cup second round, for those who fancy an extra game, Westbury United are at home to Shrewton United, 7.30 kickoff, uh, just an added bonus. 
as for the Saturday, as well as Buckland, uh, Cabri Heath um, have a, a day off from cup football. They entertain Shepton Mallet, two sides playing well at the moment. Uh, Roman Glass are at Chipping Sodbury, just a local derby there. Um, and Clevedon are home to Willand, who will be looking to um, uh, add some league points, having won in the Vars, and they're also in the Les Phillips Cup on uh, Wednesday night at, at uh, Wellington. Uh, other games in the Premier Division on the day, Hallen are at home to Briz, Hengrove play Wellington, and Oddown uh, play Bridport, who, of course, had to uh, will have to go up to Clevedon uh, to replay their Les Phillips game that was abandoned. Um, the big game is down at Plymouth, where Parkway, who are surprisingly struggling, um, are at home to Bradford Town, who definitely aren't. Um, and that could be quite a juicy little uh, matching prospect there. Um, well, the final one is top versus bottom, where Shortwood um, entertained Bridgewater, and uh, quite honestly, anything could happen with that one. Um, but uh, I think a lot of people are hoping uh, that Shortwood uh, do get off the mark um, but Bridge, uh, very soon, but Bridgewater certainly won't be hoping for it this Saturday. No, uh, it's a very stiff test for them. Now, in the first division, um, uh, another full programme. We we kick off with Ashton and Backwell United. Yep, they they're at home to Charlton, um, who of course will be hoping to stick another nine on somebody on their away, but uh, away game. But that's probably unlikely, as uh, I understand that there's a couple of players. They'll have a couple of players missing on Saturday. Um, but uh, Bishop Sutton are at home to Sherborne. Uh, Bishop Sutton off the back of that excellent win. Um, and uh, Cheddar are playing Warminster, which um, uh, Warminster started well and just faded. And um, Cheddar are certainly pressing at the top. And now that uh, they've no longer got any vast commitments, um, they should be able to get stuck into the league and uh, see what that brings them. Uh, elsewhere, Chippenham Park played Portishead. Uh, Caution Town are at home to Bristol Telephones. Uh, and Devices play Bishops Lydiard, uh, three Wiltshire games altogether there. Um, and uh, we have Canesham against Wincanton, who uh, last night uh, just lost in the Premier Cup to Taunton Town, um, while Radstock take on Longwell Green. Uh, Radstock have got uh, um, a Premier Cup match coming up um, in the week, which should attract a good crowd against uh, Port Rovers. Uh, but meanwhile, they've got a league game with Longwell Green. Uh, the last two games are Wells City against um, Oldland Abertonians and uh, Welton against Calm, which which uh, also looks uh, very uh, worth watching uh, down at West Clues. Thanks ever such a lot for that, Kerry. I mean, w- w- uh, looking at the fixtures on Saturday, what partic- is there one game in the Prem and one game in the First Division that sort of stands out for you? Well, uh, Parkway against Bradford Town mm-hmm. is is, um, is is one of them, and, and Buckland Bitten. They're the two in the Premier that uh, the top the, the top matches. Um, I think that uh, Kingsham and Wincanton um, looks looks a, a good bet for a, um, for an interesting game, um, and um, of course Welton and Calm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Welton are having a good season, and uh, Carlton has certainly no pushovers, um, and uh, that should be good as well, um, which will lead us sort of comfortably into um, 
uh, a selection of cup football in midweek. Excellent stuff. Kerry, thank you very much for, for stepping in and giving me a hand with this week's podcast. Normally at this time in the podcast I talk to Tom about his bulletin, which of course listeners can find on the website, and his article in the non-league paper. But of course you are now a regular columnist in the, um, in the Sunday Independent. Have you, uh, what, what, can we be, what can the listeners be, be looking out for uh, from your contribution in this week's paper? Well, apart from the, the regular Western Beat um, column, uh, the double-page club profile is actually on an ex-Western League club uh, this week. Um, I have uh, dug out uh, some information on the Ilminster Town side who entered eight competitions in 1938-39, the, year be- the, the final year before the war, and, and they won them all. They played 51 games and... Um, 22 consecutive cup games and uh, they broke all kinds of records and um, it's that story that I'm telling in the um, Sunday Indy this week. Uh, the following week should be Wincanton Town, so um, supporters of that club, please look out for that. Yeah, well, let's, let's hope you're at the races for that one. Oh, please. <laughs> Kerry, thank you very, very much for your time. And, uh, you're welcome. Well, I look forward to catching up with the listeners, hopefully when I, without my cough, on next week's Tool Station Western League podcast.